Afroverdict, brought to you by Sputnik Africa. Hey everyone, I'm your host Victor Anakin and you're listening to Afroverdict. And today we have a controversial topic to dissect. We're diving into the recent presidential elections in Argentina, in which economist Javier Milei emerged as the president-elect shaking up the country's political scene. With this stunning victory, Millet has generated considerable attention not only in Argentina but around the world. We'll be focusing on the potentially far-reaching consequences of Millet's unwillingness to join the BRICS alliance and its impact on the South American region as a whole. For those unfamiliar with the BRICS alliance comprised of Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa, it represents an influential group of emerging economies. Together, these nations have the potential to shift the balance of power on the global stage. Now, at the BRICS Forum of 2023, six countries were invited to join, namely Saudi Arabia, Ethiopia, the United Arab Emirates, Iran, Egypt, and hero of the day, Argentina. For your convenience, here's what South Africa's President Cyril Ramaphosa said at the final day of the BRICS Forum. Take a listen. We have consensus on the first phase of this expansion process and other phases will follow. We have decided to invite the Argentine Republic, the Arab Republic of Egypt, the Federal Democratic Republic of Ethiopia, the Islamic Republic of Iran, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates to become full members of BRICS. The membership will take effect from the 1st of January 2024. Now, Malay's refusal to join this alliance has sparked debates not only within Argentina, but among other countries within the Global South. Many are questioning the implications of this stance, especially considering Argentina's historical relations with the Global South countries, a region characterized by shared interests and aspirations. So let's unpack the possible consequences of this decision, both politically and economically. We'll delve into the complexities of the South American region, discuss how this will impact Argentina's role within it, and examine the potential strain this might put on the country's relations with other nations in the Global South. But of course, to help us make sense of the situation, I've invited distinguished guests who are experts in BRICS politics, international relations and economics, and uh, they will provide valuable insights into the short and long-term effects of Malay's declaration, as well as potential alternative strategies that Argentina could pursue. So grab a coffee and enjoy this episode of Afro Verdict. First up, joining me is Mr. Anil Suklal, South Africa's Sherpa to BRICS. Mr. Suklal, welcome to Afroverdict, sir. Thank you for joining me today. So let's start off with the most evident question. What are the potential consequences of Javier Milei not wanting to join BRICS? Well, look, uh, as you are aware, at the 15 BRICS summit, the BRICS leaders took a decision to expand BRICS membership and invited six countries, including Argentina, to become BRICS members. This is an invitation that uh, the six countries are free to accept or decline. Uh, the invitation was considered based on the formal request made by the countries. As you know, over 22 countries formally requested to become BRICS members and leaders decided uh, 
by consensus that at the first instance, they will expand with the six countries that have been invited. Now, of course, yes, Argentina has just had elections and a new president-elect uh, will take office soon. Uh, and we are aware of the fact that he has uh, indicated that uh, he's not very keen on BRICS membership. But uh, it's Argentina's uh, democratic right either to accept or not to accept. Uh, BRICS will not uh, be any poorer uh, for the absence of any one country. Of course, we would very much uh, welcome Argentina being part of BRICS, being a leading uh, country in Latin America. And that is why leaders felt that the request by Argentina to join would add value to BRICS. But at the same time, uh, should Argentina not uh, take up the invitation, you still have five other new members that will add value to BRICS. And BRICS is already established as, as a major platform of the global south, championing uh, issues of the developing world. And you saw that uh, during the BRICS Plus and BRICS Outreach meeting in August in Johannesburg, with the large number of countries that attended, well over 60 countries, and the uh, statement that unanimously came out from leaders from the global south, that we must work together in championing a more equitable, representative, and just world order. Concerning the new BRICS financial initiatives, could Argentina then lose something potentially by leaving BRICS in case it would uh, join next year anyways? Well, I think uh, that's for Argentina to, to weigh up the, the options uh, in terms of BRICS membership and what it offers. And I believe all of these countries that asked to formally join BRICS felt that uh, they will benefit by becoming a BRICS member. And uh, I think that's why you had uh, the, the large number of countries wanting to join BRICS. But it's Argentina that will have to make that decision in terms of what value it brings. I can speak from the perspective of South Africa that when we joined BRICS, uh, in 2011 as a full member. And if you look at the journey we have traveled up to the present time, it has brought tremendous value to, to South Africa. And BRICS has become an important uh, global institution to which South Africa is a proud member. And we benefit on many fronts uh, from, I believe, a consolidated, uh, political outlook in terms of what we envisage for the evolving global order, the global financial architecture in terms of global trade, uh, investment in all of these areas in terms of people-to-people -people contact. Uh, BRICS has a vast range of cooperation amongst the five of us, and this will continue to expand with the addition of the new members. And all of us benefit uh, through this mutual association. I mean, no organization would like to see uh, a potential member lost. But what steps do you think might other BRICS members take to address this potential loss of quite a key member, Argentina, for example, now? Well, I don't think there's any potential loss. As I've indicated, BRICS is already a rich platform of cooperation that will be further enriched 
with the addition of new members, whether it's five or six or further enlargement. As, as President Ramaphosa rightfully pointed out at the BRICS summit, this is the first phase of expansion. Expansion doesn't mean it's come to an end. As you know, a large number of countries are still very keen and many of them that uh, of the 22 that asked to become members have subsequently indicated they are still keen to become full members. So there's still a deep interest uh, from a number of key countries from the global south wanting to join. And I think BRICS will continue to grow in stature, will continue to grow in influence, and uh, our collective voice will become more powerful on the global stage, championing the key issues of the developing world. Yeah, no, that, abso- that absolutely makes sense. Uh, what role do you see for Argentina in the context of regional and global economic cooperation? Well, as I've indicated, Argentina is an important uh, regional uh, uh, country in Latin America, and it has an important role to play within that region. And of course, as a leading member of the Global South, also uh, an important country. And we will seek to work with all countries that want to work with us to address our common agenda. And uh, we are inclusive, we we are not exclusive. And that's why we, as BRICS, are open to expansion, are open to discussions with the global community, as you saw in the uh, BRICS Plus and BRICS Outreach Summit. But uh, as a Sherpa to BRICS, uh, you're obviously more well-informed than most of the people out there in terms of what is actually happening. What are your prospects on Argentina actually possibly leaving BRICS? Well, firstly, we'll have to await formal communications from uh, the president-elect in terms of whether uh, Argentina will take up the invitation to be a member of BRICS or not. That has not happened. So I think it would be premature to pronounce on Argentina's membership at this stage. It's mere speculation and based on uh, utterances made in the public domain. Uh, We'll have to wait for formal communications and then uh, we will discuss the issue uh, going forward. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me. This is your host, Victor Anakin, and you're listening to the Afroverde podcast brought to you by Sputnik Africa. And now in our continued exploration of Javier Millet's victory in the presidential elections in Argentina, we now turn our attention to the potential impact of his outlook on BRICS and how it might influence Argentina's place within South American regional organizations such as Mercosur. Now I'm joined by Professor Sipamandla Zondi, who is the director of the Institute for Global Dialogue in Joburg. South Africa, and he's also a professor in politics and international relations at the University of Johannesburg. Prof, welcome to the Afroverde podcast. It's a huge honor to have you here with me. If Javier Millet, upon becoming president, follows through with his word and decides not to join BRICS, what consequences would that lead to? Um, Javier Millet... Uh, may not be interested in BRICS uh, during the campaign uh, for elections in Argentina. But it doesn't mean that his position would remain the same once he takes over the presidency. We will all remember that Joao Bolsonaro in Brazil was opposed to BRICS, but once he was president of Brazil, 
uh, he continued to participate in, in, in BRICS. That is partly because it's not his decision, but it's about what is the interest of the country. Um, there are benefits that Argentina has figured out um, would be um, attractive for it in BRICS. Um, it, seems, it thinks that it might access funding uh, from the BRICS bank. It might also access the trade and investment from the BRICS countries as a whole. And that is the biggest incentive for it. But secondly, it also thinks that it might also benefit uh, by strengthening its voice in relation to the reform of international finance so that uh, it, international finance doesn't harm it the way um, it is happening right now. And how might this possible decision impact the future of BRICS and its role in the global economy? You know, as a forum for promoting economic development and cooperation amongst emerging economies. Um, the impact of, um, uh, of Argentina not joining BRICS, we don't know it because it has not yet joined BRICS fully. It joins BRICS in January anyway. Um, so BRICS would lose nothing that it had before, but it would lose the potential to have the second biggest economy in Latin America within uh, BRICS. And that expands BRICS economically. It expands its ability to impact on regional economic development in that past of the world. Um, therefore, the question about the BRICS members losing a member doesn't arise, but the Argentina is not yet a member. It was invited to membership by BRICS, and the that membership, uh, uh, it assumes it in January. So the member state would not have to do much uh, about this, but they may uh, want to, in the, in the interest of continuing this expansion uh, initiative, they may approach Argentina and and uh, uh, tell it about what value, strategically, economically, politically, it will uh, accrue from a membership of of BRICS. But it seems to me that it is the Argentinian interest themselves that would convince um, uh, uh, Argentina about this. Argentina is one of the biggest countries in South America in terms of area as well as GDP. How might Malay's decision impact Argentina's role in organizations such as the uh, CELAC, Community of Latin American and Caribbean States, as well as the Mercosur trade bloc? I think that uh, if Malay uh, decides in the end not to let Argentina in, probably will pull it out of CELAC, pull it out of Mercosur, because he's been interested in only establishing relations with the United States, he would have to um, convince the whole of the government of Argentina, the whole of cabinet. He will have to establish national consensus and then deliver that decision. I think it's to it is to overestimate one individual that will have such a huge bearing on the country's foreign policy outlook that has been in place for decades. Um, the 
the new president elect knows that he, whatever he decision he takes must help to strengthen the struggling uh, Argentinian economy and not to weaken it. And I think that would sway in his mind. That is what his advisors will be saying. And therefore, and again, as I repeat, the decisions that he takes once he's president may not be similar to the noises that he made during the campaign. That's the experience we have throughout the world. And uh, I think that a Trumpist in Latin America under these current conditions is not a viable option. He probably would moderate himself, become a little bit more institutionalized and follow the advice of the bureaucracy and then become an orthodox president in Argentina. I don't think we have to exaggerate the campaign messages during an election as final policy decisions. For those of you that have just tuned in, you're listening to the Afroverde podcast brought to you by Sputnik Africa, and I'm your host, Victor Anakin. Finally, our last guest is Mr. Vigwe Gwegu, a Nigerian policy advisor at Consultancy Development Reimagine, and he specializes in geopolitics with a particular reference to Africa in a changing global order. Uh, and I would like to get his opinion on the matter as a person who works in the field of policymaking. Mr. Egwegu, welcome to Afro Verdict. Once again, thank you for joining me today. A question that I've asked our two previous guests, and I absolutely must ask your opinion on this. What are the potential consequences of Javier Millet not wanting to join BRICS? You know, um, with regard, when I saw the news of uh, Javier Millet's, I, mean, I was talking to him and I told him this is going to be a problem for BRICS uh, because we know, of course, uh, Millet has spoken uh, against uh, Argentina joining BRICS and suggesting that they will have to review, you know, what uh, even their relationship with, with China. So I think uh, there was a similar situation like this with Javier Bolsonaro in, in Brazil, but there was a, the, the, the bet then was that he would tone down his anti-China rhetoric and uh, even cooperation, suspicion that he might not cooperate with BRICS, because of the practical outcomes that, he, that Brazil stands to benefit by cooperating with BRICS and China. But uh, someone like Millet is very different. Uh, Millet represents a, more, a much further uh, disruptor to Argentina-China relations and also Argentina-BRICS relations because it was very clear during the campaign how it views uh, both organizations. Even though uh, China and Argentina have economic ties that are beneficial. I think because the political thinking of the leader now is so strong, uh, and all, uh, that he's not he's not going to pursue the, the the relationship with China more than is necessary. Because of course, Milley speaks the language of Washington, and also have, have also uh, underscored and also spoke about. Uh, Argentina even dollarizing the economy, so that shows the, the much closer alignment with uh, with Washington, which is going to impact the relationship with China uh, and BRICS. Argentina has significant uh, a significant opportunity to be part of the new alternative global order that is being shaped 
where the BRICS mechanism is a, is the number one platform for shaping this alternative order. And I think Malay might squander that opportunity, or at least delay Argentina's uh, role in shaping the future if he pulls out of BRICS. Or if he, sorry, if he declines to, up to join BRICS uh, in January. All right, thanks. Uh, great vibes in the background, by the way. Uh, and in terms of regional cooperation, how do you think this move will affect that? In terms of regional cooperation, we know, for instance, uh, Brazil was very supportive of uh, Argentina joining BRICS, right? And BRICS has a has a an approach where both regional rivals are accepted into the organization at the same time. So already, if Argentina doesn't join BRICS, there's going to be an imbalance. I give you an example. In Africa, Egypt joined. Ethiopia, joined. of course, we know that there's a bit of rivalry between both countries because of the Nile uh, River issue. Uh, Iran joined, uh, was, was given up the opportunity to join, so are Saudi, Saudi Arabia, right? Again, bal- uh, balance balance on, on, on the uh, West, West Asian front. But now, where is this difference now is in South America, where Brazil is already a member, but Argentina is not a member. It's, it's probably not going to join or looks set to decline to join. So that means BRICS will have to find a way to correct that or uh, perhaps look at post uh, post uh, Millet what the what the atmosphere is 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 going to be because it this would lead to that disruption in that balance of original political uh, power. In, in BRICS. I think uh, Millet's election, of course, has signaled to countries in the Global South, uh, particularly also in South America, that this is a return of a very pro-American, uh, pro-Euro-American uh, uh, leader of, of that NATO axis, right? So what that means, uh, more pressure on countries like Venezuela, uh, more con- pressure on uh, Nicaragua, and all of these countries that, that are trying to, trying to pull away from the, you know, from the, from the US orbit. Right, uh, and I think that that that, that might that might be a, little, a bit challenging for Argentina to do, because Argentina has a lot of domestic issues, and uh, Mille is better better focus on domestic challenges, uh, 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 and also, but of course, foreign policy. But if foreign policy, if it's antagonistic, then it might actually stifle uh, its its uh, opportunity to cooperate. With with other part with uh, with other partners and neighbors who might not be very trusting of his of his government. And that wraps up this uh, quite thought-provoking episode of Afro Verdict. Thanks for listening. I'd like to extend my deepest gratitude to our esteemed guests, Professor Sepamandla Zondi, Anil Suklal, and Ovigo Egwegu for sharing your valuable insights and expertise with me as well as you guys our listeners once again thank you all for your time and your input i hope our listeners have gained a deep understanding of the potential impact of Millet's victory on argentina's place within south america's regional organizations as well as the world join us next time as we explore another compelling topic that affects countries of the african continent but until then stay informed by checking out the sputnik africa telegram channel tiktok account and other socials for longer analysis go ahead to our Sputnik Africa website and to access all this info quickly and conveniently make sure to download the Sputnik Africa application you're more than welcome to rewind 
the podcast on platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict, Deezer, Castbox, as well as Afripods. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and stay tuned for the next episode. I'm your host, Victor Anakin, and have a great day further, everyone. See you next time. Afro Verdict, brought to you by Sputnik Africa.